Welcome to the Make Music Income Podcast with Stephen Bedall of the Production Music Academy and me, Eric Copeland of Make Music Income. In this podcast, we'll talk about our experiences in music licensing as music artists with online channels, our publishing and royalty incomes, and our combined over 40 years experience as music producers for hire. So let's get started with today's episode. Ultimately, I think it's very difficult to predict even the near future trajectory with respect to AI's impact on the creative arts industries, but it is absolutely coming for us all. Maybe with the exception of labor jobs like construction workers, tradespeople, etc. On a broad scale, the impact of the world within the next decade will be monumental. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I personally find it exciting in a way, but the fact that things are moving so quickly is a bit concerning. It really feels like the Wild West. Absolutely, Steve. And this week we uh, have really gotten into AI. It has gotten real in the cyberspace. If you've been watching YouTube, you've been seeing lots of things about AI, including from our friend Jesse at Sync My Music. And in today's podcast, episode 65, we are sharing a conversation that we had with Jesse. You're going to find it on his YouTube channel this week, but also we are sharing it here with his blessing on our podcast channel. So super happy to share this with you. All right, guys, today joining me are two uh, very, very talented music composers and also YouTubers, and they are actually partners on the Make Music Income podcast. This is Eric Copeland and Steve Vidal. And I wanted to have them join me because, as you guys know, I uh, put up a video recently about the Pond 5 situation. And this is something that I did not anticipate happening this quickly. So last week on Friday, I put together this uh, little video about how I thought there could be a play for us to start licensing our music to AI models in the future. Lo and behold, Eric emails me literally like almost that day saying, hey, this is kind of already happening. So this stuff is happening faster than even I anticipated. So I wanted to bring these two gentlemen on to the channel so they could talk about their experience with this. They basically woke up to this news last week. Um, and I think there are pros and cons to this new source of income. So basically what happened as a just a real quick summary, Pond5 is now offering a new source of revenue for all of its contributors that is basically going to be licensing its um, content to AI models and companies that have AI models that need to use content to train on to basically understand how is this music composed and what sounds are being used and all these kinds of things. There's a lot of sort of unclarity or uncertainty about what's being trained and what's being used. So we'll talk about that in this conversation. But I really wanted to bring these guys on so we could just talk about this, get their perspective on it and how they really feel about this. So Eric, let's start with you, man. Um, how did you feel waking up getting the news that you got a new source of income with Pond5? <laughs> I tell you, man, this is the week that AI got real, starting with uh, we woke up Monday to Jesse's channel saying that it was going to change and focus more on AI. And we were all like, whoa, I mean, uh, you're you're like the OG in all of this space, dude. We all are like, okay, we just want to be like Jesse. We want, we've been following you for years and, and listening to your advice. And so we, when you carefully were considering changing your channel, we, we had to all, we were all like, a little like, wow, if, if Jesse is really focused on this, maybe we need to take a look at this. And uh, but then it got crazier because on Wednesday, we all woke up to new money in our Pond5 accounts on Wednesday. And uh, I had 60 bucks. Other people were making hundreds of dollars in this data sets uh, new thing. And 
we, it suddenly got super real. It wasn't just a far off possibility of something happening with this. It was happening right now in Pond5, which is not a huge paying library for either Steve or I, but it, it is a place where we have a bunch of music. And when you get 60 bucks, 100 bucks, a couple hundred bucks, that's something, right? And so uh, we were literally inside the beginning of AI learning. That's what they're using this for. Mm -hmm. And we had to make decisions if we wanted our music to be used that way. How about you, Steve? No. How'd you feel? Yeah, well, I, I didn't know about any of this until Eric texted me and, 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 and let me know about it too. I, like, uh, first of all, I'm not very uh, active on Pond5. Um, I don't have a lot of stuff there. I think I made like 15 bucks from, uh, from this, this thing. Um, and to me personally, it really comes as no surprise that, uh, that Pond5 is, is kind of in the process of, of training AI models on their catalog. And I, I mean, the way I felt about it is that I, I, I sort of felt like the, the automatic, automatic opt-in like kind of rubbed me the wrong way a little bit, to be honest. And I, I think, you know, I, I so, sort of was wondering like, where was the heads up on that? And I, I was trying to remember if there was some kind of small print along the way somewhere, like maybe in the agreement uh, when we opted in for like the subscription revenue share uh, or when they were acquired by um, Shutterstock. I don't know if people know that, but they, that they're owned by Shutterstock. Um, I think, you know, regardless, I don't know if I, if I mind too much about the fact that like, you know, my music is being trained uh, for, for AI models. Um, I think it's just interesting. And I think that if I could make any sort of like short-term prediction, um, I would, I would bet on, uh, new generative like AI music sites like um, SoundRaw, for example, becoming like a really uh, increasingly in the years to come, becoming a really uh, attractive low cost option for for content creators um, like you know YouTubers and stuff um, as they become more sophisticated over time. Uh, and and you can bet that that Shutterstock is desperately trying to catch up. Um, and you know these this is a big company with a lot of money behind it. Uh, so you know. Everyone's trying to compete and, and, and play the AI, AI game. So I think that's where we're at right now. I think you're absolutely right on that. It's, it's the Wild West, and nobody mm -hmm. really knows what to do about it. So everybody's just scrambling. But I think we all, if we haven't figured it out yet, we all know that everything's getting disrupted. And I think that's the sort of kind of panic feeling in the room. And all these companies are trying to figure it out. And I think definitely the sort of stock music royalty-free sites are certainly see that pressure. They're, they're feeling that pressure probably early on in this process. Mm -hmm. um, because of companies, like you said, SoundRaw and others that are certainly going to be able to creep into the space and have AI-generated music essentially be a competitor to human-created music, right? Um, let's talk about that sort of the agreement. Um, my initial look through the Pond5 and Shutterstock agreement, they, they are uh, claiming that they are, are allowed to do this um, without having to notify you and to ask your permission because there's one thing in the agreement that states that they can um, sort of, I think it was something like look for new technologies or new businesses or new markets essentially to monetize your music. Now, I do believe you guys can take your music out at any point. So there's no sort of an exclusive tie where you're, you're kind of locked in with them. Maybe you guys can help me understand, like, is there a process to take your music out or is it just literally deleting your tracks off their website? Um, but it is interesting that they do offer the opt out and they tell you guys you can you can do that as opposed to just coming to you all and saying, Here's a new source of income. Do you want a piece of this? Do you want to opt in? Um, because I think the big trouble that a lot of the uh, the AI, sort of the mid journey and Dolly companies 
are, are sort of faced right now is that exact point that they didn't go to every single photographer and visual artist in the world and say, hey, we want to start using your great photography and art to train our AI models. So because they didn't have that opt-in model, there's now tons of legal cases, class action lawsuits going through the courts to try to figure out was that an infringement upon all these artists, right? So Eric, what's your take on all that in terms of just the legal issues here uh, in terms of Pond5 and Shutterstock doing this? I went back and looked today and they did send out a new updated terms of policy and privacy email on March 3rd. And in it, they it said that you could change your preferences. Now, um, I don't know where I have this, but I, it, April, they just recently said something about that they put the opt-in thing in in April. But uh, one of those preferences now is the way that you can just go in and simply click the dot that, to opt out of data sets. But you are, lock, you are opted in. Uh, from the beginning, it's a little it's a little sneaky to uh, opt us in from the beginning and then say, oh, but you can opt out anytime you want. But we've already opted you in. <laughs> so most people who don't pay attention to their emails or don't pay attention to that this is going on. There's probably a lot of people who, like Steve, who barely ever checks his pawn five. He probably not even would know that this happened or know that he was even opted into this. And and so like even even with the uh, privacy uh, mumbo jumbo that they send out every so there's likely most people can't see that it's likely spelled out in legal terms somehow that they can do all this or they can do whatever they want. And and you're just letting them do this like every privacy policy, Google notwithstanding and all of these privacy policies, they operate this way. And uh, we usually just don't even pay attention to it. So yeah, we can opt out if we want to, but that we were opted in to begin with. And, mm. and there are going to be people who are more angry about this than others. I think let's yeah. talk about the, what these models are doing, because this is the one part you were saying something kind of a, you know, sort of a little bit of a sneaky move there to sort of automatically opt everybody in and make you work to opt out. You know, this is basically coming directly from the one sheet that was sent out to all Pond5 composers because they were talking about how these AI models are using something called computer computer vision to study all this content. And that's what they're so, sort of helping share the revenue with you. But this is how they describe computer vision. Let me see if you guys can make sense out of this because I certainly can't. Computer vision is a scientific discipline that seeks to develop techniques to help computers see and understand the context of di digital images, such as photographs and videos. And I'm thinking that also includes uh, music now. A model is an engine that governs the behavior of the computer vision system. Researchers train machine learning models to identify visual objects within imagery and to improve a computer assisted labeling techniques. So what that didn't tell me though was, is your AI model studying my chords, my, my, my melodies, my lyrics, my structure of my music? Is your AI model taking my actual sound recording and doing something with that on the back end? Or is it only taking the sort of underlying compositional conceptual uh, information from it? This does not answer any questions for me. And it definitely doesn't even uh, address music at all. So to me, there's a huge question mark in terms of when these AI models come and start studying our music with computer vision, what the hell are they doing, right? Because are you just <laughs> learning how to get better at creating your own music or are you actually taking some part of our copyrighted content and you're going to regurgitate that later in your own unique way, kind of like how the Dolly and Midjourney models have been doing? That to me is a clear copyright problem that they could get in some big trouble. And the fact that the way that they described this was very vague is kind of problematic for me at least. Um, Steve, let's start with you. What do, what do you think about that? 
man, I don't know. There's so much to, there's so much to, to digest there. I would imagine that they're, they're feeding everything, uh, to the AI models to study all of it. Um, not only to, you know, get to a place where they're able to create like a, like a, like a generative model for, for music, but, you know, for doing things like, uh, you, you know, auto tagging and, and descript, writing descriptions and, and, uh, you know, metadata and all that kind of thing too. It's, uh, the legal ramifications of all of it are, are really fascinating. And I'm so curious to see how it all plays out, um, in the music space. Like you said, there's already like a lot, of, a lot of, um, uh, lawsuits brewing, up and um you know i i mean imagine i imagine that shutterstock has a team of, of of lawyers that are you know signing off signing off on all this but um it, ai is really going to kind of force us to to rethink notions of like ownership and attribution and in in the traditional like music industry sense like the idea of authorship is going to be completely rethought um and it's it's really difficult to say where things how things are going to pan out with respect to that, because there's a lot of big corporate money that, that backs, um, you know, music and like, you know, more high, higher profile artists. Um, and there's certainly going to be, um, you know, a, a backlash if um, AI is just pumping out content in the likeness of some of these, uh, you know, more well-known artists. I mean, you know, so, so we'll see how that goes. But I mean, I think that there's it, the, the, the legal, it's like a legal minefield and who knows, you know, it's just hard, so hard to say. Very much so. And How about you, Eric? Some, I think some people are just not going to want their music used for data learning. They're going to think um, that it's being stolen or manipulated in a way they don't want it to be manipulated. Now, personally, though, I th think this is less of a thing than we think it is when we deal with this kind of thing all day long, when we allow our music to be used in any way, libraries and or clients getting music from libraries want to use it. We may not want it used in a racy scene. We may not want it used in, a, in another way. Now, we can't control that because we've signed a, a document with whatever library we're with that they can do anything they want with it. So to me, this is very similar to that, kind of. Uh, again, you're going to have to decide if you want to opt in or opt out of this kind of thing, I think. You know? Yeah, um, that's a really great point, because when you are sort of handing your tracks off to an entity and you're giving them all that permission and all that space to monetize it any way they can, then we do have to sort of let go of that feeling of control. Um, <laughs> and I guess the question will be with all of this is, you know, because the video that I released about the new sources of income, what I had envisioned, and I think what would make you guys probably feel a lot more comfortable about this is if Pond5 came to you and said, hey, got a new source of revenue for you. These AI models are going to train, train on your music. They might start generating new music using what they've learned from your music. But the cool thing is, is that we're going to start tracking all that. So if they yeah. sort of took all of Eric's tracks, let's say, and spit out, I don't know, 1% uh, of music that started, sort of used either your sound recording information or your uh, chords and melodies and all that kind of stuff. If they used any content essentially that you had the copyright for, you're going to get entitled up to a piece of any of that income that gets generated from that company. So I, I envision a, a world where it's a win-win-win scenario, right? So you have uh, the composer, you guys and myself, we would get a sort of cut of the back end. The actual AI company who created the algorithm, the technology, certainly they should be getting a cut because they created this amazing, powerful technology. 
And then, of course, whoever wants to come and click on the buttons and create new music and use it for whatever, they're going to get some really easily created music that they couldn't have had otherwise. So everybody in this scenario wins. But, of course, that, that requires transparency. We kind of need to know and see under the hood about, like, what's being done with these models? How are they, how are they generating music? And also, um, I want to know how much of my music actually was used. How much, uh, like, if it's a, there's a lot of these companies now that are putting up, like, loop-based AI models where essentially it's not really like a, a computer trained from scratch creating music. It's basically like pulling together different loops that can change keys to change tempos, stretch, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that could be easily tracked in terms of like how many of your tracks uh, or your loops, Steve, combined with Eric's and then mine on top, how much, what percentage was used. And this user clicked print, bounce, wanted to start using that. They're monetizing that. So we should be able to get compensated for something like that. So, but I didn't see that with this move with Pond5. And that's what I really want to start to push in terms of hoping we can try to create something like that where composers uh, and producers feel valued in this scenario because it's it's exciting it's obviously an opportunity but if we're basically taking you know a couple of bucks here and there in the short run to just have these ai models replace us <laughs> and and just basically train on us and basically become you know more proficient than we are that doesn't feel good to me that's just where i'm at with that so i don't know what do you, what do you think eric it's kind of a shrewd move to deposit money into people's accounts and then say, "Oh, by the way, we're we're now we're now letting your music be used by AI, and look what you're getting for it. Don't you want to do this?" Um, but you know, I think I have to see this as a benefit. You talked about that in a video that you just made. Like, hey, we're all after my my channel is called Make Music Income. Our podcast is called Make Music income podcast we we want to make music income and if there is a way to credit creators for any who, who are getting their stuff sampled or collected and and then reused and then we're getting paid the same way we would if someone downloaded our song or i mean how is this different than like i said before any any use of music how different is it from getting a beat downloaded from beat stars and then rapping over it and putting it out and it and it having its own another life with whoever ours you can't control that you can't control who uses your beat and it's it's how different is it than 13 seconds of a song getting used by a a tv show in germany that is using it for whatever they use it for and turning that into something new and so um i i don't think we always know like i said what our music's going to be used up for and we don't know how it's going to be chopped up and how it's going to be reused uh with ai but if we get paid for that use, isn't that the goal? Isn't that what we do this for, to make music income? Especially, you know, when we're talking about have these libraries having really slowed down anyway, like a Pond 5 has slowed down to a crawl. Audio Jungle has slowed down to a crawl for most of us. And so uh, another income source is good. Don't Isn't that what we want? You know? How about yeah. you, Steve? Yeah, well, I think I, like what you outlined there as is an ideal scenario where like Jesse, you know, with as a win-win-win and and I and I would love for that to be the case moving forward. I I feel I don't feel you know very optimistic about about that if I'm being totally honest. I think that there's a lot of um you know, I think even I read up a little bit about uh, SoundRaw actually speaking about them again is um you know, they're they're actually have like they have like an in-house stable of of producers and they're training their ai on on that content specifically so they're not like you know and they're the way that they kind of talk about it is that's like a more ethical approach because they're not you know just taking other data sets out there uh, and training their ai on it without asking for permission right um which is an interesting 
move. And I think that ultimately, you know, that that corporate interests aren't going to want to, uh, you know, pay out uh, royalties um, to, you know, for using uh, your music if they don't have to. Um, And I think that it should be, you know, in theory, easy enough to train AI on, on, uh, on, on music without having, you know, to, to pay out those dividends, I guess. Right. So, um, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that if we're being like, you know, uh, you know, honest there, in terms of the stock music, uh, space, there's some low hanging fruit, you know, with, with pond five and, and audio jungle, um, and like Eric said, there's, there's been this huge drop off with, uh, with sales there in the last two years. I mean, this is kind of crawled to pretty much, you know, it's, they're pretty much dead. Uh, it's very hard to make money there. Um, and these, these are like hyper saturated sites to, to start with. And I, and I think that, you know, in terms of AI, like, I think you have, you can think about maybe like the easiest track you've ever created, you know, like, uh, the, the, there's a lot of stuff on pond five, which is kind of like you know, let's just say typically very minimalist, like five elements, like drums, bass, guitar, piano, or like, and like a little melody or something like that. If it, and if you could put something that to, like that together with a, a few sample libraries in like the space of like 20 minutes, you can be, you can be sure that AI is coming, coming for that, you know, uh, very quickly. Um, in terms of the, you know, level of complexity and, and, and sophistication that's, you know, that that's many levels above that in quality when AI is going to get to that point is, is anyone's best guess really. But I think that there's still quite a bit of time um, in terms of just the, like the kind of dinky stock tracks. I, I think that's, you know, that's just around the corner. Very true. Let me yeah. Just add like... Real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Let me just add real quick to what Steve is saying there. Uh, we have to remember who the client is on those stock sites they because I, I, I am a client on stock sites but i i get stock video from them to make videos and stock photos and stuff i don't have time to be watching a thousand videos i don't have time to be watching 10 videos the first one i see i pick because i need to move with speed because i need to get knock these videos out for clients or whatever but um if we have a program that lets us whip something up in 10 seconds we're going to use it as clients because we don't care. The people who come use stock music, now I'm not talking about sync licensing music. Maybe that is a, a little bit more of a uh, quality thing that music supervisors are looking for or something. But for stock people, people who are going to stock libraries to find stock pieces of music to throw in their video because they got to get this thing edited. They hate editing as much as you do, as much as I do. They need it quick. They need it done. If a site comes up and says, hey, you can put a few keywords in and get the song you're looking for, they might do that if they if that means they don't have to sit there and listen to endless songs to find the one they want. So it's going to be about speed and it's going to be about convenience to the client who is looking for these stock things, I think. That's a great point. I'm glad you brought that up because that's going to be a video I'm going to put together soon because this is a big sort of – it's going to be a challenge essentially that we have to – not necessarily a challenge, I guess I should say. It's going to be a big race that will be between AI-created music with an interface – and AI-aided search tools to find human-created content. So we, we, we right now, we're kind of only thinking about, well, these AI machines might sort of replace us or compete with us, blah, blah, blah. But there's also companies out there that are creating AI search tools that can make it even faster to find what you need from all this 
you know, already, uh, you know, <laughs> huge catalogs of human created content. So there's definitely sort of this race between, and, and just like you said, when there's going to be a video editor, let's say like a, you know, a TV show editor, and they're sitting there. It's just a matter of what's easier, right? If the AI thing is easy, because it's like, ah, give me this kind of track. And it's like, boop, here you go. If it's that easy, they might do that. If the AI search tool, which already has all this content ready to go, is easier, they'll go with that one. So I really do think you're right. It's, it comes down to efficiency, like which one of these approaches will actually be more efficient. Because even if the AI model is easy to talk to and it spits out music quickly, how, how accurate does it get the mark, right? Like how mm -hmm. accurate is that piece of music to what the actual editor wanted? That'll be another thing. We'll have to kind of uh, see how that plays out. So I kind of see both of these approaches kind of moving forward in our industry, and we'll see which one plays out. Let's go ahead and wrap up this uh, conversation. I want to just get your guys' over, over, uh, overall um, just thoughts and opinions and views on AI entering music in general, maybe AI in general. Um, does any of this stuff sort of scare you? Uh, does it excite you? Are you optimistic, pessimistic, a little mix of both? Um, does this change any of your perspective on your future career as a music maker? Uh, Eric, why don't we start with you? Yes, maybe, um, but only from a new possible income source. Um, I, I think this goes back to something we talk about all the time when we talk about letting your music go, and that is how precious you are with your music. Uh, we, we deal with this all the time. If you're so precious that you don't want anybody altering your music anyway, because it is your baby, it is your God-given art form that, you know, you were put on this earth to do, which I think, and I'm sure a lot of composers and, and artists feel like, then maybe this income stream is not for you. If you're too artistic and too attached to your music to say, oh, I never want anybody messing with this, then that's maybe this is not something you need to do if you're not willing to make any concessions about your music for licensing or for Spotify, really, um, or for advertisers, or there's those of us who don't want to serve clients because clients tell us the way to make our music. We don't want to do it the way they want to. So we just don't do that work. We just make art. Um, but I'm a firm believer in multiple music incomes. Obviously, that's what I preach on my channel. And that's what I preach to my clients. That's what I preach to students. And I think this is just another possible income stream. Like Steve says, it has to be, um, it has to be regulated well, or it could, it could all be stuff going under the rug. And like you said, copyright issues abound in, in all of this. But, um, you know, I'm going to get money tomorrow uh, on the 15th because of, of uh, this data set earnings thing that came from this thing. I can't argue with that. This isn't a fantasy. This isn't a possible income stream down the road because of AI. This is now. This is today. Uh, this is this week, and it's going to pay for a dinner or something or two. And so I have to say, I, I'm i all for it right now. I, I've thought a lot about this since your first video uh, on on. Monday of the of last week when you started this whole whole thing we've been talking about it we've been talking about it in our discord we've been talking about it with I've been talking about it with clients and in masterminds and everybody has a thought about it but you know I don't think it's going to change my world fundamentally from being a composer I'm always going to be a composer it's not going to change my world from being an educator it's just going to give me more to talk about it's going to put a little bit more money in my pocket and just a new technology to add to the list of income sources from what I do. So that's how I see right it. Right on. How about you, Steve? Yeah, over, overall, I feel pretty optimistic uh, and excited about, about the technology. I'm really curious to see how it gets adopted in like digital audio workstations. 
Um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about the prospect of like text to sample, um, uh, you know, creation, like th those things are really exciting as, as a music producer and a composer. Um, I, and I definitely don't, um, uh, uh, you know, fear it. I think, I, I think my, my anxiety about it is more centered around like the, the like the kind of ramifications for, for the, for the world at large, just because the technology is moving so fast and there doesn't really f feel like there's any guardrails. Um, up and and I think that we're going to get into some uh, in, into some weird things happening in the next you know five to ten years for sure um, and you know I think that the legal system will probably have to have to play catch up and and, and as we all know it, it, you know things move very slowly um, and in terms of the, like the legal system and and I think that yeah we're just going to get into strange territory there but <clears throat> and in my heart I believe that within my own lifetime like. Uh, there's always going to be a, a big appetite for for human created art and and human connection, uh, and I think that for artists it's a really ex exciting time, uh, and I think artists who um, are able to adopt AI into their creative stack uh, really stand to benefit in in the years ahead. And uh, I for one am like I'm totally on board with it. Like I foresee uh, an explosion of uh, of creativity and and all sorts of new things happening and. Um, I think that you know the we have to think of ourselves as as artists in the music licensing space, and I've been I've been kind of preaching this for for years now on my own channel and to uh, and to the people who follow me on YouTube, and uh, I, I think that the uh, the kind of anonymous stock or sync music composer um, should feel the uh, the need to to evolve in in the present day landscape to embrace some degree of social visibility and branding um, and I think that that's the best way forward I think that uh, art list um, was way ahead of the curve in, in terms of that just in in terms of having like a like a sort of a human presence in everything and I think that AI is just really a reminder that we need to um, embrace that kind of like artistic or uh, that you know, that social presence in, in a way to succeed moving forward. So great points. Yeah, I would agree. I think AI is basically exposing us to what humanity really is. <laughs> yes. And, exactly. and also what I'm already finding is I'm just appreciating other humans way more now, all of a sudden, um, because you realize how precious it is to have just regular human, human contact interactions, you know, um, because very soon in the future, we're going to be talking to a lot of AI robots that won't have a soul behind them. And we'll start to realize like, they might be very helpful for many things in our life, but you'll realize like, ah, eh, it's not quite the real thing. You know, the real thing has something to it that just feels a little bit more authentic. So I think yes. that'll be one of the beautiful parts about this is we've kind of maybe, hopefully, I hope we cherish each other even more, you know, that'd be kind of a yeah. cool sort of side effect to all this, but thank you guys so much for joining me. I really appreciate you guys yeah. sharing your thoughts and what I want to start doing, especially on my channel and um, with what I'm doing is I want this to be a very like honest conversation. So Steve, I do appreciate you talking about your concerns about, you know, sort of what some of these companies may or may not do with our music in the future. And I want to make sure that we sort of keep that conversation going where we're not just sort of all aboard the AI bandwagon, all aboard the train, like, you know, it's all good. There's nothing wrong with it. It's like, no, there, there can be some big challenges, some big problems, some big no's. There should be some points in here where we go like, eh, I don't know about that. That use of this technology might be very disruptive and, um, or maybe not disruptive, but very damaging to something that we really all tre uh, treasure and, and value. So I want to make sure that I am also staying honest about that kind of stuff because I don't want to be 
put my blinders on, my optimism blinders on. So um, I really appreciate you guys just being honest about where you are with this. And I think we can just continue this conversation moving forward and see where this awesome new landscape is going to take us into the future. So uh, Eric, let us know if people want to learn more about you and what you got going on on the web, where can they find you? Just go to makemusicincome.com for the website or just go to youtube.com slash makemusicincome and you can see everything I've got going there. And um, Steve, how about you? What you got going on on the web? Yeah, find me at uh, on YouTube at Stevie B Production Music Academy or you can just uh, uh, check out productionmusicacademy.com. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Everybody else, please subscribe to this channel. If you're not subscribed yet, we're going to put out a lot of new content coming soon on not only what I see happening with AI in the music creation space, in the sync licensing space, but also some new tutorials that I'm going to be releasing about how to start using ChatGPT today to start making yourself a better and more educated and better prepared music producer. So you can use this new technology today to be miles ahead of the people that are not using it. So definitely make sure you don't miss out on those videos coming soon right here on the channel. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. Just a reminder to check out makemusicincome.com and productionmusicacademy.com. And you can find us both on YouTube as well. We both post regular content there. You can find me at Stevie B Production Music Academy and Eric's channel is called Make Music Income. We'd love to see you there. Feel free to like, share, and subscribe to our content. Also, feel free to join us in the Make Music Income Discord server. Lots of great conversation going on in there, and you can share your work and connect with other like-minded folks. It's a great community. So thanks again, and we'll see you in the next episode. Take care.